pleasure of uh, having both of these folks um, stay with us and to uh, speak here about about three years ago, I think. Yeah. About that, yeah. And uh, as you can see, <laughs> Kirsten is great with child. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the sense that I got when I was back there was that uh, even though I know you guys are going to be with a lot of these folks on uh, Sunday, this is our only chance for you to be here. And we want to pray, I want to pray for this child. And so what I'd like to do, would you put your hand? And I would like to put my hand on top of the child. If you all would just kind of join me. Father, there is no greater miracle than the miracle of life. And I know this child is going to be such a blessing to her parents. So we just pray now that whatever it is that you have called her to, that she would discover that at a very early age and begin to walk in it. That she would be a blessing to her parents most of the time. I know there is uh, just a great amount of love in this family. And that she will share in that. Father, for Kirsten, we pray for just a very uh, a quick and easy delivery. No complications, no issues of any kind. Bless her and bless family as well. We ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there was a slight tiny bit of method in my madness because um, we're going to take up an offering for Ryan now. And since you now have been able to see firsthand that Pretty soon he's going to have another mouth to feed. <laughs> it's an opportunity for you to be exceptionally generous this evening. Um, and so I'm uh, going to have some folks come around with some baskets, and we would just ask if you would uh, be so kind as to uh, bless this young family uh, for being here with us tonight, for traveling. She traveled today, didn't she? How was how are the roads? Good. They drove here from Pennsylvania, so long day, uh, and uh, yet they are still willing to be with us tonight and to share, and so uh, we just want to bless them. Um, so as I said, it was about three years ago, I think, that um, we were having our tenth anniversary. And we were looking for somebody that could come and kind of serve as a, a speaker for that uh, event. Which, you know I, know, I know Pastor Doug knows this, but that's not an insignificant uh, anniversary in the life of a church these days. 
that um, with the number of churches that don't go past five years, to make it to 10 is, is not a, a small achievement. And so we, were, uh, we really wanted to, to celebrate and to have a, uh, have a really meaningful time. And so um, Lainey, who is here tonight as well, had heard Ryan speak, and she said, well, we should call Ryan. And I said, well, who's Ryan? <laughs> well, she told me, and uh, I looked him up, and we spoke, and uh, he agreed to come. And so uh, just had a wonderful uh, time of ministry uh, on Sunday, and then the following Monday night, we had our, uh, our anniversary dinner, and he, he spoke, and uh, it was just a really great time of ministry and uh, words of encouragement and so forth. And so it's uh, very exciting to have him back here again and to uh, I know that he's going to bless all of you the way he blessed us the first time. So Ryan, would you come? Man, I gave him a hug earlier and my wife said, it looks like a little boy giving his dad a hug. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment to, uh, I don't know, anyways, it's good to be here this evening. And uh, before I get into releasing uh, what the Lord's put on my heart, uh, Papa Doug, come up here for a second. I'm just going to put him on the spot really quick. And uh, man, just if there's anything on your heart or just want to say hello to everybody or pray, and pray for us, pray for yeah. me, come on. Hi, everybody, <laughs> and uh, it's good to see good to all of you, and uh, it's so much fun to be able to kind of partner in this with Jeff and Pastor Jeff, and uh, he was so kind back in the fall when uh, lots, of, lots of things were happening, and we had a conference with Chris Blackaby and Arun, and, and he opened, he just said, guys, come up here and do it here, and, and it was so kind. And we just so there's just such a a servant's type heart that's in this place, you know. That's uh, just I know it's within your pastor, and now I know it has to be within you, of just just really wanting to bless people and serve them, you know, and just see their lives impacted for Jesus. And uh, so let me I I just want to just first I just want to pray over the vineyard here, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for such a <coughs> Lord, just w the work that you're doing within this church here that goes beyond these walls, Father. We understand that this place is a gathering place. Father, it's a place that people can see each other and be united, Father, but the church is so much bigger than that, so much greater than that. The kingdom of God cannot be contained, Father, within a building or four walls, Father. God, it, it just it, it comes forth out of our lives and what we say, what we do, and how we serve and how we love, and how we lay down our lives for one another, as your as as Christ did. And so, Father, we just thank you, God, that that you would just continue to bless this body of believers here, Lord God, that what they are doing at the present, Father, is just the beginning of so many things that you have for them. And we just, Father, we just thank you that you're releasing them into greater and greater and greater things, Father. And so, Lord, we thank you, Father, tonight as we gather together just simply because we love you 
God, simply because we're hungry for you. God, simply, Lord God, we want our lives impacted, Father. God, we want to be drawn closer to you. We want to be filled up, Father, with your heart and with your passion and, and all that's within you. So, God, that when we go out and, God, we're at the store or whether, wherever we may be, Father, Jesus may just, just, just come out from us in everything that we do, Lord God. God, I pray, Father, tonight that we just thank you for Ryan. God, thank you for Kirsten, Father. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in their lives and the, the, the phenomenal doors you're opening up for Ryan to just to minister the gospel and minister the reality of Christ. And we just bless him, pray for Brian tonight, Lord. God, as you just release him, God, to do what you have created him to do. And we give you praise. Amen. That's Papa Doug, a.k.a. Pastor Doug. In his house, it's just Doug. But anyway, <laughs> you guys ever watch uh, Thor? <laughs> hey, Doug. <laughs> it just reminds me of that if you've ever watched uh, the most recent Thor, I think it is. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> hello, Doug. But anyways, some of you haven't seen it, and this is not really going, away, uh, going across very well. But anyways, some people are laughing. My wife's at least making eye contact and laughing, but... Anyways, uh, it's just the nerd in me coming out, but uh, uh, you got to watch it now, Ragnarok. Rock. You got to watch it, and uh, you'll get what I mean after you watch it on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm excited to be here, excited to uh, share with you some things. I just have three prophetic declarations that I need to release over this house, over the people that are here, over you guys, as well as over this region, and then we're just going to get into a brief exhortation uh, preaching, and then I want to pray for whoever's available and whoever wants to get prayer. Is that cool? All right. Uh, so, so during worship, um, the th the first thing that I kept hearing the Spirit of the Lord saying is, for us, to, like He wants us to gain traction in uh, His reality, like gain traction in His reality, like a greater traction a greater understanding of his reality. Ephesians talks about Ephesians talks about that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. And I feel like our eyes have been uh, enlightened and we see the Father for who he is. But I feel like there's a depth uh, of of insight that we lack that God just wants to draw us into of just his reality and who he really is. And I just felt like the Lord just kept speaking that he wants us to gain traction in his reality, in, in the reality of the Father, uh, to explain or to expound upon this just a little bit more. And it's a good word. You can get excited about it. But uh, uh, um, one of the things, just to give an example of what I felt like the Lord was speaking over the house tonight, was these manifestations that bring you into that greater reality. There's a, da a depth to the Father that has been overlooked that God wants to bring our attention to in this season and draw us into. And to, to, to expound upon that, I'll share it this way. I was driving down the road a few weeks ago going through some stuff. This was a few months ago, actually, and was just worshiping and just praying. And all of a sudden, I just felt this intensity and just this passion for a brief moment. And I knew it was the passion. It was the intensity of the Father. And it was so intense, it was, it was breathtaking, it was amazing. And, and I don't think I could have experienced much more of that because it was so powerful and so weighty. 
I want more of it, but at the time, I don't know if I could have handled all of it. I experienced, I gained traction in the reality of the intensity, the, the passion, the love of Jesus uh, just for a brief moment. And it was remarkable, and it left me wanting to experience more, but I'm good with the dose that I got, but I want more. You know, it was just intense. And so what happened was my mind, my soul, my emotions, my life, my perspective was established and gained traction, a greater reality of the intensity of heaven, the intensity of the Father. And I just feel like the Father wants to do that tonight, and the Father wants to do that in your lives. He just wants the depth that we've overlooked to no longer go overlooked. And he wants to bring our attentions to it because that's what matters the most. Not trying to figure out why certain prophetic declarations didn't come to pass. Just coming back to focusing on him and being drawn into a depth that we overlooked and never experienced. That's what matters the most to the father. And it should matter the most to his children. The second thing that I, and that's a prophetic declaration because I believe that God is going to bring some of you into these experiences with him where your eyes are widened more, if you will, and where you are drawn into a depth that was ignored up to that point of encounter. And I feel like you're going to gain traction in his reality, a greater traction to the depth of his reality. Amen? The Second thing that I wanted to jump into just briefly is, remember in Luke chapter 2, it talks about that there was, it, what, what came out was this decree that all should be taxed, right? There was this declaration, this decree, and Jesus' parents were part of that and had to go and be taxed, right? How many of you just love that? We're in tax season right now, you know what I'm saying? But this declaration went out, and I want to read that portion of Scripture really quick and just prophesy two more things. This is being one of those two. Uh, but it says this, and it came to pass. It's Luke 2, 1. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 1. It says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree. There went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And what happens? There's a declaration right, came from a desire of the king's heart, even though that desire may have been corrupt, <laughs> and he releases this decree, and it was established, and we know it was established because of the actions of the people, and whenever a king would make a declaration, we know it would be established, and one of the things that I heard the Lord say is this is a season of being established. This is a season that God is establishing his church more than ever to be rock solid and to be rooted and to be sound. But I also believe that this is a season that the desires of the king are being shouted over his bride. And this is a season that his bride sees established what was established in their heart, but not their reality. How many of you have ever gotten a promise from God and it was established in your heart? This is what he desires to do, but you never saw it with your eyes. This is the season that you see the fruit of the word be established externally, not just within your heart. This is a season that I believe that God, as he makes the decree, releases a sound over this church, over a sound over your homes, a sound over this region. He is declaring, releasing a sound, come on somebody, that is going to establish you guys, 
Maybe you've been drifting in some things. Maybe some things have been teeter-tottering a little bit. God wants to just establish you, root you, and ground you. I believe this is a season God wants to release a sound that sobers the atmosphere and establishes you in the thing that you've longed for. But this is also a season that God releases, watch this, actions, animation, motion over those areas that he released the decree. Because watch this, in Luke 2, there's a decree that was released, and then there was actions that followed. Can I tell you something? You're about ready to see motion and action take place in the areas that you and God have partnered and have decreed. Do you get what God is saying right now? This is a season you're going to see movement and action in the areas that you spoke and you declared. In a, watch this, I love this, in Ezekiel, he speaks to the dry bones, they come together, then he prophesies to the breath, and the breath comes into them, and those that were motionless became animated, and I declare over you guys today, the places where God has decreed a prophecy, or decreed a promise, you're about ready to see the wind of heaven, the breath of the Spirit, bring action, and establish the very thing that you've been longing for in your heart. And the third thing is almost like it, what I heard in the Spirit prophetically for you guys, and it's this. Years ago, this is where I met Laney, I believe, and this is where I met some people that got me partnered up with Harvest Renewal and then got me partnered up with Harmony Vineyard, uh, uh, and, and that was we held services here. We didn't personally, but there was a group called uh, Radical Love that held services here. Now watch this. I entertained the thought several times when I was in this building for radical love services, how cool it would be to actually preach for the church that lets them host those services. Seriously, how cool would that be? And isn't it crazy that one of my very first, if not my only, requests through my website that came in was through pastor, from Pastor Jeff from Har Harmony Vineyard. And I thought of that while I was standing up here getting ready to release some things over you. And you know what the Lord told me? The thoughts that you've entertained that were God-centered, you're about ready to enter into. Because there was a date, I believe it was in May, okay, that I came three years ago. Watch this. Years before that, I entertained the thought. Three years maybe after that thought, I don't know how long it was, I entered into the thought that I entertained. And I just want to release over you, some of you, watch this, the desires that you have you thought were fleshy and selfish, but God placed them there. And it's going to be a Psalm 37 verse 4 moment for you. Come on, somebody. That God is going to release the desires of your heart and he's going to establish them in your life. The God that established it in your heart where your heart desired it. Come on, somebody. God, the God that put that desire in your heart is about ready to establish it where your eyes see it and produce a praise from you. And I prophesy and declare that the thoughts that you've entertained, that you thought maybe were just flickering little thoughts, I prophesy over you that you're about ready to enter into some of the thoughts that you entertained. So better, you better watch what you're thinking. Come on, somebody. 
Watch what you're entertaining because you might enter into it. Do you want to enter into it? That could preach, y'all. But anyways, I'm just going to release that over you and we're going to move on. The thoughts that you've entertained, you're about ready to enter into. If any of this bore witness to your spirit, these three things that we're releasing, raise up your hand. I want to pray for you real quick. Father, I pray right now that your promises would be established, that it would be motion. Father, there would be action. Father, I thank you that you're releasing a sound that requires a function. You release the sound over them, Father. And I thank you, God, that this is a season of action. This is a season of animation. This is a season of establishment. This is a season that your promises are established. This is the se a season for your people that may have been tossed to and fro, being established. Things that are wavering here and there. It's a time of establishment. And I thank you, God, that the thoughts that they've entertained that were you. Father, I thank you they'll enter into those thoughts and they'll become a reality in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, we could just go home from after that. That's right there. It's good for me. But there is just a few things that I want to share with you. A lot of you know me, but I'm Ryan Bastris, my lovely wife you met as well as she came up and we, you prayed for us. Thank you for that. Thanks for praying for us and uh, thank you, Pastor uh, Jeff, for being obedient and, and praying for us. But uh, anyways, um, we um, have, I have the privilege of leading Wake Ministries, which is uh, a lot more evangelistic, but it also has a heart for missions as well. And um, just this past week, uh, it's a little funny, I'll say this, I was in London, Pakistan, and Brazil twice and never had to leave my home, which is pretty cool. So uh, on Monday, I was at, did I say Pakistan? I was in Pakistan, yeah. Monday, I actually did a TV program. I brought two guests on with me. And uh, we were on a, Pakistan, uh, a Pakistani uh, TV station uh, over there that apparently reaches over 180 countries. And uh, I got to preach the gospel with my buddies, which was really cool. And then, man, I got to speak to a guy who's setting up a really cool program. I can't go into many details, but... Uh, it's uh, really, really cool, and, and again, it's, I'm starting to enter into some thoughts that I entertain, like how cool would it be to be able to talk to people like this, and be able to, and so I was over in the UK, I was in London speaking with a gentleman, pouring into his life, prophesying over his life, and did the same thing in Brazil, and there's this pa these pastors that lead a fiery mission school down in Brazil that I was a part of a few years ago, I'm going back in 2022, they've already uh, grabbed me, if you will, for 2022, and uh, my wife, who's also my administrator, will see to it that I get the appropriate dates uh, established. But anyways, I'm going back in 2022 to Brazil to this school, and I uh, got to mentor pastors and stuff uh, from that this past week. It's just been a full week and a fun week, and that's just part of what Wake Ministries does. And now I'm down here being able to hang with y'all, and, and uh, uh, I'm excited uh, for tonight and what God's going to do. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3, and I want to break down a very common, a very familiar verse, uh, I say a common verse, a common verse that's quoted a lot, it's common to quote, it's something to lean on, it's a good verse, uh, but Ephesians 3.20, and while you turn there, who wants to hear testimony real quick? Can I just share this with you? So we got to pray uh, over a group of people, and um, there was a lady who had an issue of blood for eight months who got healed after we prayed for healing. That's pretty cool. Can I share one more? 
there is a lady who couldn't see out of her right eye in the same meeting who started to see out of her right eye after we prayed for healing. So if you need healing, man, receive those testimonies by faith right now. Say, God, heal me too because you're no respecter of person. And, and he can heal you now, but we'll also pray for you later. Amen? Uh, but anyways, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, and it says this. <coughs> it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. See, a lot of us, we, we quote this verse and we always apply it to and we only think it's applicable for what's external. Overlooking the internal work that God wants to do first. And God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think for Harmony Vineyard. What about God doing exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think for yourself? And not just your finances, but inwardly, your maturity, your mind, your heart, your holiness, your life. We don't look at it always, this verse, for that. But I believe he's speaking maybe more about internal things than he is external. I think he's talking about prospering more than our bank account when he talks about this in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Come on, how many of you know that's applicable, that God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think financially? In the miraculous, whenever God falls on somebody, he will exceed their expectations. But I really believe that God, in Ephesians 3.20, is speaking more about inward things than he is external things. About you reaching more and realizing you have a capacity for more than what you presently realize. So I love this because it says this in verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able, able here means to be capable. Real simple, right? But it means to be capable through favorable circumstances. To be able through favorable circumstances. It also means he has the power by virtue of his own ability and resources. Hmm. But it says that he is able to do to do there in the Greek means to make or to be the author of. And here's where I want to start my message tonight, which I titled, Guard Your Growth. And that will make sense more as we move on. Guard your growth. But he is able, which is means he's capable through favorable circumstances. I just release over you guys right now, through God's favorable circumstances that he brings into your life. Come on, somebody. You're going to exceed in life. You're going to excel in life through God releasing favorable circumstances over you. And through his power and virtue and resources and ability, you're going to far extend what you cried out for. But let's move on. Who's able to do, to make or to be the author of or to produce and this is one of the things I want to start out with. He's able, but are you willing? He's able, but are you willing? Now listen, if you take this verse and apply it to inward, not external, of course I'm willing for God to do things around me. Because how many of you know that whenever you're in an atmosphere of comfortability, I'm just going to go here right now. When you're in an atmosphere of comfortability, your availability is on supercharge, overdrive. 
When you're comfortable and it comes to signs, miracles, and wonders, and God doing an external thing, you're like, man, I am available for that. And our availability is wide and it's vast when we're in the atmosphere of comfortability. But wait for your comfortability to be challenged, and then guess what you do? You alter your availability. Can I just go there for a second? I'm just going to step on some toes. If you don't want them, step, roll them up, and go home. But let me just say this. Our availability is expanded, and it's very fast when we're in the atmosphere of comfortability. But when our comfortability is challenged, that's when we alter our availability. God, you are great and you do miracles that are so great and I want to see it. Give me a front row seat. I'm there, God. Not realizing that people have to pay more for a front row seat. How many of you have been there before? Seriously, when you're comfortable, it's easy to be available. But what if God calls you to do something that will grow you and will extend you or excel you beyond your current level of maturity? but it will make you uncomfortable. Is your availability still intact when your comfortability is addressed through a challenge from heaven? Hello? We're available for God to increase our bank account, but are we available for him to challenge our character and change our character? We're available for him to say the really nice and easy things, but are we available for him to correct us and challenge us? Are we there? Are you there? Mm, we got to move on because I don't have much time, but I, I don't want to. But watch this. He is able, but are you willing? He is able to get you to a place of maturity, love, peace, holiness that maybe you can only dream of on your own, but you can reach with him. He is able to get you a place of maturity, love, peace, holiness, but are you willing to let him take you there? He is able to get us, watch this, he's a, I'll just use this as an example. He's able to get us to not pop off at our spouse, but are we, a, watch, are we a willing to allow him to do what is necessary so we don't pop off at our spouse? He has the capacity, he has the ability to empower you beyond your own personal capacity, but will you let him? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. What if God wants to do in you what you didn't ask for or think? We're thinking, man, I didn't ask for like bugo bucks in the bank and that's what he's going to bring. And yeah, let's take Ephesians 3.20 and have that kind of faith. It's good to have that kind of faith. But how many of you know that sometimes God says, I want to address what you didn't ask for in prayer. I want to put you in a predicament that draws something out that you've actually babysat and didn't ask me to take away. Hello? He wants to do, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. That means his plans, his ways are bigger than yours. What if God puts you into a place where you've got to get out of the way so he can have his way? Is your availability still intact when God attacks your comfortability? 
I believe I prophesied this at another church, but I believe this is a season of like a Joseph type of year. And Joseph means in the Old Testament, God is added. So this is a year of increase. But listen, God will put you into a pressured environment that attacks your comfortability to see where your availability is first. But then God will put you in a pressured environment to expose to you what he needs to add to you. So if he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, maybe there's things that he wants to do in you that brings you out of your present level of thinking into his level of thinking. Isaiah says our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his. Maybe God wants to do a work in you that exceeds your request. The Bible says he knows what you have need of before you even ask. So maybe watch this when the presence of God comes or maybe when he draws you into an atmosphere that you don't like, it's because he wants to bring development out in you. And he wants to develop in you, watch, through maybe not a favorable situation in your perspective, but it's a development place or a development atmosphere in his mind. And maybe he wants to bring you into that environment, not because he hates you, but because he's loving on you and he chastises those that he loves. So maybe he'll take you out of an atmosphere of coddling into an atmosphere of correction so that he can get your mind and your expectations to the level that he's at. He needed to do this to me whenever I was a young boy in a church of God, not down in the church of God movement, but in a church of God. Listen, thinking of God completely opposite of who he really was. And he had to put me into the right atmosphere to craft in me the thoughts that he had for me. That's what I'm talking about. See, you're going to look at Ephesians 3.20 completely different. Please let Ephesians 3.20 stir your expectation for him to exceed your requests. Even if your requests are pretty top-notch. Like, God bless my bank account with a million dollars. God could give you three. I'm not saying that that verse doesn't apply to that type of faith. But I want you to look at it in another way tonight that maybe God wants to do something in you. He's able, will you let him, to take you out of your current way of thinking into his. You good? I hope so. (sighs) But he's able to grow you in things that are necessary for promotion. He is able and he is willing to do things in you that you're not able to do. But are you willing for him to do? Are you willing to break up with the comfortability that has babysat you? And go into the potter's will so that he can mold in you his ways and his thoughts that form his type of expectations. When I was younger, I used to have these mindsets that formed the wrong expectations. And God had to break that off of me. And he does it so lovingly. But he does do it forcefully. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because he loves you so much and says you are limiting yourself with that mindset. So I'm trying to break that mindset off of you and I will do what is necessary to break it. You all good? 
But it says this, it says this, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask. Ask here means to crave. Crave. Can I tell you something? This is what the Lord said to me. He says, Ryan, currently you, or your mind, look at your mind as a container, you only have a certain capacity of comprehension which has formed your past and present cravings. This personal capacity that formed that request always pales in comparison to the portion or the capacity that God wants to actually release. You missed it. Currently, you, your mind as a container, only has a certain capacity of comprehension, perspective, interpretation, which has formed your past and present cravings. This personal capacity that formed the request that you make to God always pales in comparison to the portion, the capacity that God wants to actually release over you. That's what I also believe Ephesians 3.20 is talking about. Our present comprehension pales in comparison to God. So God wants to manifest himself in such a way that brings you out of that limited thinking and grows your comprehension and perception. So that you're not limited to just continuing to ask to steward small things. You run after bigger things because your mind has grown and your faith has been stirred to go after bigger. Does this make sense? Your mind is always in need of upgrades. Your mind is in need of strengthening. Your mind needs to be elevated. When you elevate your thinking, watch this, you elevate your expectations. When you elevate your expectations, you will have an elevated experience. Watch. Watch what you are consuming because what you consume is what will be the key element in the formula of your transformation. Can I say that one again? Watch what you are consuming because what you consume is what will be the key element in the formula of your transformation. Why are you saying all of this? Your transformation of comprehension and perception. What you consume. I don't know about you, but we need to follow in our face and eat at the table of God through intimacy. And allow what we eat of him and his presence be the key thing, the key element of a formula that brings the right transformation in our mind. Remember how I said earlier, our mind needs to be upgraded. You need to watch what you're consuming. Because what you elevate will be the predominant thing that is established in the way you think. God wants to grow your perception and comprehension of Him. But you must long for Him and sit at His table through intimacy and eat from His presence. And out of the manifestations of His presence, He forms the key elements that, of the formula that will transform your mind in the right way. Does this make sense? Don't just say it because you want to make me feel good. Do you, does this make sense? I need to watch this. God says I need to do a work in your mind. 
because it says he wants to do something that exceeds whatever you ask for or think. Watch. Let me read this again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Remember how I said earlier, God wants to break you out of the way you think. Because the way you think is what forms your request. So he doesn't just want to do something bigger than what you think. He wants to change how you think so you think bigger. (laughs) To where you go into a situation thinking of yourself being more blessed coming out of it than you did before. But watch. Ask or think. Think here means to perceive, heed, ponder, or consider. Heed. Right here, real quick. Heed. God said this to me, I'm captivating your minds and I want to captivate your minds and hearts with what radically burns in mine. God getting our attention through manifestations and convictions, God doing something in us that is beyond our current capacity of perception and through this something it molds a fresh, new, larger perspective that increases our capacity and our hunger that forms requests. That's what God wants to do. God wants to do something, quotes, in us that's beyond our current capacity of perception. And through this something, through this something, It's molding a fresh, new, larger perspective that increases our capacity and our hunger that ends up forming our requests. So heed means to, or I'm sorry, think means to proceed, perceive, heed, or ponder, or consider. Ponder. I really believe that the Lord wants to manifest new things that we ponder. Consider. I, I really believe that God wants to release fresh things for us to consider before making decisions. Woo. He wants us to heed, he wants us to ponder, and he wants us to take into consideration something that he manifests maybe through prayer that we consider before making a decision. I believe there's things that God wants to do to get our attention where we're like, man, I didn't think of it that way before. Man, I can't wait for this meeting I was dreading. (laughs) Heeding and pondering and considering new ideas that could be so transformative around us, but it first took place in us. Okay? Mm. You guys getting something out of this? And it says, think according to the power that works in us. Work means to affect, put forth power, aid one, display one's activity. Where? In us. Because it says works in us. Not around us. In us. Because this is what the Lord said to me. Changing what's out by first changing what's in. More a development in us, not just around us, taking us beyond what we expect can be done. This is another thing God wants to do. According to this, God wants to take us beyond what we expect can be done. He wants to do more in us than what we have asked for. 
I knew, God, you were going to do something, but man, wow, this, this, wow. See, God wants to take your mind beyond where you're, like, let me say it this way. This will freak you out. God, through prayer and intimacy, as you eat from his presence and Holy Spirit comes, wants to take your mind beyond the present so that you can radically transform the present because you're not even present there. Your mind is light years beyond the present. The one who knows the end before the beginning might just want to show some of the ending to you in intimacy at the beginning so that you can work with him and create a good ending. Oh, man, that's a good one. We'll stick that there. God wants to grow, exceed our understanding of, of the true capacity that dwells within us. God wants to take us beyond our current understanding of his capacity. Let's do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. So that means he actually wants to take us beyond our current understanding of his capacity. He will put us in situations, I said this, but I got to say it again, that is stretching to expand our understanding of his capacity and to expand our dependence on that capacity. God, watch this, wants to manifest his wisdom in you so that you can go beyond the wisdom that you currently have that form the expectations and perceptions that you had. I'm almost done, but I got to go here. This is what the Lord said to me. Growing the proper things in you so the proper things grow around you. See, we want God to exceed our requests externally. But externally is hinged on what we expect internally. So God wants to bring you to a place of extension is what I'm trying to get to. Extend you beyond your current level of maturity, wisdom, understanding, and dependency. So that out of that, things around you are transformed. But God wants us to grow in wisdom within us so that we don't misappropriate the funds that will be given to us that are beyond what we're actually asking for. How many of you know that God says, I need to give you a wisdom so that you don't misappropriate the things that you want me to give that exceed what you've asked for? I want more, God, and God says, your hands are unskilled and untrained for it. So God says, I need to take you. I need to exceed you. I need to bring you out of your immaturity or bring you out of your current level of maturity, wisdom, and understanding. If you're going to, watch, appropriately steward those things, I need to appropriately do the right things in you so that I can trust you to actually not misappropriate my funds that I give you that exceed what you've asked me to give. See, we think, man, God, I just want you to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think externally. And God says internally you're a wreck and you would make a mess of that kind of blessing. So maybe the blessing is the change in us that beckons a new blessing for us. 
God, I just want you to do this in our church, in our ministry, in our region, in our business, in my workplace. I just want you to do this. And God says, you aren't trained to handle it. Well, God, I, I, I just want you to do what I can't do. God says, cool, but yet I don't want the flame to flicker, so can I flicker out? So can I train you how to steward the flame and take you beyond? See, God wants to take you beyond your current skill set so that you can have the right skills to handle what you want from him that when it comes exceeds what you really wanted. And then, let me say this, man. God wants to get you to a place, watch this, where you grow in wisdom so your requests grow and are a pleasing to him. When I thought like a child, I, I, when I think like, thought like a child, I acted like a child, right? God said, I don't want you to act like a child anymore. I don't want you to just be drinking milk. I want you to go beyond that. I want to do a work in you that exceeds something where you go beyond it. Beyond what? The present. Does this make sense? I hope so. Because this is new stuff for me. But it's true. We, we love that word earlier. Man, whatever we entertained and thought we're going to enter into. Praise God. But can I tell you something? He's not going to release you to enter that thing if you're untrained. Some of you are frustrated that you're being trained, but get excited because you're about ready to get released. What? I'm about ready. God says, I'm about ready to release you to what I've groomed in you for. Uh, let's move on. I, I got, yeah. How many of you remember the story in Mark chapter 1? Real quick, Mark chapter 1, right? How does, how does any of this have to do with guard your growth? Because watch this. God wants you, again, to grow the proper things in you so that the proper things are grown around you. Freely receive, freely give. What are you freely receiving? What information is freely educating you? Because that's what you will impart and grow around you. What is feeding your, watch this, what is feeding your seed bag? Because what you plant is hinged on what feeds your seed bag. And you may be like, what the heck? What are you talking about? Wisdom is seeds. What is taking you beyond your current mindset? Is it God or circumstances? Is it emotions and people's opinions or encounters? But in Mark chapter 1, 9 through 12, there's a story. Remember, whenever Jesus is baptized, he comes up, what, out of the water, right? The heavens open. Come on. Holy Spirit descends like a dove, rests upon him. A voice comes from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Remember the story, right? And then he's driven out by the Spirit into the wilderness, Right? We're going to get to some of this in just a minute, but watch this. First of all, let me say this again. Guard yourself. Where you grow, watch. Guard yourself. Guard where you grow. Guard what grows. And watch this. Guard what you grow. How does this have to do anything with what you just said? God wants to be the one that grows you. 
So make sure you're constantly sitting in his classroom through intimacy. What you grow is determined by what has been grown. So watch what grows in you because it's what you will grow around you. And see, God wants to grow the right things in you where you grow beyond your current comprehension and perception of him and yourself. But see, the enemy has this t- a similar agenda because he can't create a new one. He just has to mimic and pervert it, the right one. So he wants to put in you the wrong things because he knows it will come out of you. Come on. Philippians, or sorry, Proverbs 4.23 says to just set a guard, be d- diligent to guard your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence is what it says. And I believe we need to really guard what we sow or what sows in us. What, watch, let me ask you this. What do you want to improve? What do you want to see grow in you? And let me ask you this. Is the environment you currently are in, is the, the environment that you're currently in supportive or hindering this thing? Is the environment that you're currently in growing righteousness in you or is it growing discontentment in you in all the wrong ways? Because in God's presence, he'll grow you beyond your current level of wisdom and understanding and maturity. But there's environments that we sometimes place ourselves in that stunt that kind of growth or grow the wrong things in us. Man, I just want to be more peaceful, and I just want to be more loving, and I just want to be more forgiving. But we're still in an environment that is so hostile and so vile. People are chattering in our ear, buddy, you should just d- ditch her, man. You should just be doing this. You should be, you're the man, dude. Just own it, man. Just walk, you know? Stupid advice. And it's growing the wrong things in you, and so the wrong things are coming out of you, and you think you're right. What's this have to do with anything referencing Luke chapter 1? It has everything to do with it because this is what the Lord showed me. He said, Ryan, he said, look, Jesus was being baptized. Jesus was baptized, and this is what he asked me. He said, the atmosphere you choose to immerse yourself in is everything. As I close, watch, you'll reflect what you're immersed in. He says, the atmosphere you are placed in that you willingly and consistently visit and or dwell in will be the main component in forming your appetites and attitudes. And your appetites and attitudes for partnerships and perspectives and those lead to behaviors that will either be positive or watch this, will either positively affect your surroundings or negatively. Hello? Hello? These appetites or attitudes and perspectives will either cause you to appropriately handle or mishandle precious things. See, God wants to improve the things around you, but you need to be in his atmosphere of his presence by fellowshipping with him through intimacy so that he can grow you as a man or a woman. So that you can handle properly the precious things that you're longing for him to give or the things he's already given you. See, for me to appropriately handle my affairs of my home and my precious wife and my baby and my son who's home, to to appropriately handle and steward them, I must be diligent in my seeking the Father. I need him to do things in me 
that grow me beyond my current skill sets, maturity, come on somebody, and wisdom because my wife is constantly changing, my environment's completely changed, ministry goes good and bad in this way and that way. I need God constantly to do things in me, so I need to be wise with the atmospheres I immerse myself in, and it starts with the atmosphere of intimacy, laying at the feet of the Father so that His presence can do in me what only the Father can. Do you get that? And then as I finish with this, this is what the Lord showed me. He said, Ryan, He said, He said this, he said, you need to surround yourself with the right people. Hello? What in, watch, what atmospheres are you immersing yourselves in? What has the main influences in your life? Because what is growing you? Because watch this, the enemy wants to come in and grow you, grow your ignorance. He would love for you to grow beyond your present level of ignorance and just become more ignorant <laughs> you like that one but he does the enemy does let me say this but make sure you fellowship with the atmosphere of holy spirit the atmosphere of godly people so that the things in you will watch this be grown that is proper because atmospheres are everything jesus in luke chapter one was baptized immersed in the right things second i want to say this the heavens were open it says do you know that means to be torn open like the parting of the red sea where they could cross over remember the parting of the red sea so they could cross over when you fellowship with the spirit of god watch this manifestations of the spirit cause us to cross over into new ways of thinking and new experiences but if you're in an atmosphere that is not filled with the presence of God, is not godly, you're maybe there to change it, but make sure it's not changing you. Guard where you grow. Guard what's being grown by watching the atmosphere that you immerse yourself in. Does this make sense? Allow the Spirit of God to flood you. And what he'll do whenever he comes is he'll part like he parted the heavens. The heavens open and they never shut. But whenever we have these encounters and these manifestations with the spirit, guess what happens? It causes us to cross over into new ways of thinking. In his baptism of water and Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit comes and the voice of God flowed from heaven, baptizing him as well. And it says that he saw the heavens open. He saw, I believe, different. Being baptized by precious Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit forms truths, revelations, and experiences that cause a parting of ways from old mindsets, guys. And it brings us into a new, fresh renewing of way of perception and seeing. So we have these encounters with the Holy Spirit, and when we have these encounters with the Holy Spirit, and this is what I believe God wants to do tonight, like when you're in a prophetic atmosphere, when you encounter Holy Spirit, when you're in a place of intimacy, when you're in godly community, guess what happens, y'all? He tears, he, watch, he tears, he opens up the Red Sea for you to cross over into new mindsets. I never saw it that way before, God. That was awesome. 
I never understood it that way. My eyes never seen it that way, God. But you baptized me in this revelation. This encounter has changed everything in me. And now I've exceeded the way I've fought. I've exceeded my current level of wisdom. I've exceeded my current level of comprehension and perspective. I've heeded to something new. I'm pondering on something new. I'm considering something new in the presence of God. Does this make sense, y'all? Why aren't we fellowshipping with him more? I told, put this on my Facebook, but I got to say it now. People are actually thousands, hundreds to thousands are watching people play video games. Stupid. But there's a precious thing called Holy Spirit waiting to fellowship with us. Wanting us to be wrapped up in his presence, immersed in him. So that he can put in us the ways of God, the thinkings of God for any particular situation or just for life to have fun. Does this make sense? God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. We're not asking the right stuff sometimes. We're not asking good enough. Can I just say that? God says I got better. I want you to have more. I want you to have better. And so guess what God wants to do? He wants to baptize that orphan spirit with the spirit of God. Where that orphan spirit is broken. To where your mindsets that were formed by an orphan spirit. Come on somebody. That limiting thoughts would be broken and you would think beyond the way you thought before. And you would ask differently because now the spirit of God has possessed you. No. I'm a, I'm a builder in the spirit. Do, are you getting this pieces of it now together? Jesus was baptized. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. When people heard that, he didn't just see himself differently. Everyone saw him differently. And this is the son of God. What in the world? Atmospheres are everything. Environments are everything. Watch. Guard your growth. Guard what's being grown in you. By guarding where you place yourself. Hello? Stand with me all over the church. So that God wants, like, some of you, like, God wants you to have an encounter with His presence to where, like, the lack of, the lack of direction bows to the direction that comes through that encounter. Where, like, God wants some of you tonight to have an encounter with Him in His presence to where <laughs> the orphan spirit runs in great fear. The orphan spirit that limited your requests and limited your thinking runs out of fear. And now the Spirit of the Son of God rises in you to where you come boldly to a throne room that you once barely reached because you were timid and insecure. Hello? Where you have greater external, come on, experiences 
because something has changed in you your eternal requests have shifted so your external experiences have shifted God says, I want to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think externally. But I first want to do something internally where you can stand in the midst of lions and believe that none of them would bite you. Where you stand in the midst of drought believing for rain. Where you stand in the midst of a giant and believe that he'll fall. That you'll stand with a donkey bone and believe that the thousand will fall. Where you have a mind, God says, I want to do something in you where you have a mindset like Gideon. That you might only have 300, but the thousands will fall at your right and left hand. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You don't think like that in the midst of something like that. When you got an orphan mindset that limits your requests and limits your thinking. Oh, but when you have a sonship mentality that rises in you through an encounter with God. You stand in the midst of adversity and laugh and say, God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Why did you title this guard your growth? Guard what you're placed in and guard what grows in you. God is tired of the orphan spirit and this weak and insecure, timid pride growing in their timidness. He wants us to rise and he wants the boldness of the line of the tribe of Judah to roll in, roar in us, to roar in us, to roar in us. His bride. Close, bow your heads. Guard where you're planted because God says guard what's being planted. Guard what's being grown in you. If you're here tonight and you're, man, I just felt this. I felt like the Lord says that he wants the spirit of the line of the tribe of Judah to roar and to stir a roar in you, breaking that which is timid in you, breaking that which is insecure in you, breaking what has been limiting your requests, break off what has been like limiting you in the way you've been thinking. A lot of you are in the lion's den just waiting for them to bite you, not expecting you could pet them and lay down with them and have a nap. <laughs> But God says, I want to exceed, watch, your ex external experiences, but I need to change your internal requests by changing the way you think about me and the way you think about yourself. So if you're here tonight and you know you have areas that are timid, insecure, and you want the Spirit of God you want the line of the tribe of Judah to roar over those areas, stirring those areas out of timidness, out of insecurity. You want to be broken free of that timid spirit, broken free of that orphan spirit, broken free of, of that insecurity spirit. And you're like, I want the boldness of the line of the tribe of G Judah to stir. I want to stand with my eyes open more, my understanding exceeded, my wisdom exceeded to beyond its current level I want to encounter God to where I go beyond I where I exceed myself <laughs> Woo.
Some of you are going to exceed your present self and step into what you see for yourself in God. But if you're here tonight and you're saying, I need the line of the tribe of Judah to just roar over me and I want to experience him. I need an encounter with him to break free of this timidness, to break free of this insecurity, to break free, to break free. I need to encounter him. I need to immerse myself in the atmosphere of his presence for wisdom to be increased, direction, clarity to be increased. I need things to exceed beyond its present level in me before I see it outside of me. And I want you to pray for me. I want you to come up right now. Don't be scared. Don't be timid. Don't be weak. Get up here. Stand just shoulder to shoulder if you can. Come up close. I'll move this pulpit a little bit. Lift up your hands before the Lord. Oh, Lord God. Before I pray for anyone, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say for Harmony Vineyard. New, like there's this new melody that's being released over this place. That's going to form a new dance in this place. A new melody is being released. This is for Harmony Vineyard. A new melody is being released. And a new dance will be performed. The Lord says that sound requires movement. And the Lord says that you guys are stepping into a new era. The Lord says you're stepping into a new sound. And the Lord says the way you function is going to be renewed and revived. And the Lord wanted me to tell Harmony Vineyard that this is a season that a new melody is being released. A new era is upon you. And this is a season that you'll dance a new dance. That new manifestations will come. That a new function and a new maturity is coming. The Lord would have me tell Harmony Vineyard that this is a season of great maturity. That things that you have been waiting for are coming to maturity. That things that you have longed for that have been in its infant stages are growing into adulthood and are growing into maturity. For the Lord says that you guys, your maturity is beyond your presence. Your present, your present. But the Lord says that there is things that have yet to mature. Finances and certain other things that you've just been waiting and longing to see mature. It's like someone investing and waiting for the maturity, for it to reach mature, for a CD to mature in the bank. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say for Harmony Vineyard that I am bringing things into maturity. That I'm stirring up fresh and new that which has laid dormant. This is a season that I'm bringing you into a new place. Things are going to function different. Things are going to look different. For I am bringing renewal, but I'm also bringing transformation. 
Nothing was bad with the old, Pastor Jeff. But the Lord would have me tell you that God is bringing the new. He's bringing the new. This is a season of maturity. This is a season of growth. This is a season of melodies being released. The new sound that requires movement, a new movement. But the Lord says that I am releasing a new sound in the spirit over this place. I'm releasing a decree over this place that is going to cause the appropriate actions to be formed and for the, the, the right things to mature and for the right things to grow. For the Spirit of God is hovering over this place like in Genesis chapter 1. And the Lord would have me tell you that just like Holy Spirit produced that which was good in the world, the Lord would have me tell Harmony Vineyard that the Spirit of God is here to produce that which is good. For there is going to be a resurrection of life, a resurrection of beauty, a transformative manifestation is coming that is going to mature this region and it's going to mature this church. And the church is going to be a sword in God's hand that he uses to wave over this, this great region. And the Lord says, I'm going to use this church to bring transformation and reformation to the region. And the Lord would have me tell this church that this is a season of great maturity, things reaching a greater place of growth and a greater place of life and a greater place of functionality and demonstration. And the last thing the Lord said, says is this is a season again of melody and dance. For I'm going to be releasing some things that will cause you to dance. I'm going to release things that are going to cause you to shout. I'm going to release things that are going to be a beautiful melody that makes things come alive that you've been longing for. For this is a season, Harmony Vineyard, of great growth and great maturity, says the Lord. This is a season that I take you beyond the measure that you've been stewarding. And I bring you into a new measure that I've been preparing for you to steward. In Jesus' name. Right now, I just want to pray that you would just encounter what will bring expansion. And that's just the presence of God and the fire of God. So I need a catcher to come with me. We're just going to start laying hands on people. But what I want you guys that are up front right now, what I want you to do is just engage with Papa like you do when you're by yourself. Because I know you do. Let's just see what happens. But I just want us to encounter the fire of God that expands things and changes things. Oh, da, 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 da. Start engaging with the Father. Fire right now. Fire of God come. Presence of God come. Fire, come on, engage. Just engage, press into the Father and what He's release, releasing over you right now personally. Fire of God come right now. Fire of God. Fire of God come right now. Fire of God come. Fire of God come fire of God come. Wow. Greater levels. Swimming in greater levels. 
swimming in greater depths, the Lord says. To fire of God come more right now. Whoa. Change, winds of change for the good. Winds of change for the good, the Lord says. To fire of God come. Fire of God come and just expand these people's minds and hearts, God. Fire of God come. Fire of God come right now in the name of Jesus. Fire of God come right now in the name of Jesus. I just want to lay hands on everybody and then I feel like God's releasing some words in the room. Fire of God come right now. Fire right now. Fire of God come. Jesus, fire of God, come. More of it, God, right now. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. God is going to say, God says you're going to exceed your present level. Fire of God. Fire of God right now. More. I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, Fill them up, God. I heard the Lord say that you're about ready to fit into a new container. God is expanding your living arrangements, so to speak, metaphorically in the spirit. The Lord would have me say that you are exp- you're outgrowing the place that you're in. And God says, I'm going to fit you into a bigger place, a greater place, a greater place of expansion. And I heard the spirit of the Lord say that this is a season that the things around you will expand like the things in you have. And the Lord says that you have outgrown your present place. And God says, I'm fitting you into a new place. This is a season of moving in to a new place. This is a season that you're going to move into an expanded place, a bigger place, says the Lord. And he's not just talking about four walls where you have an address and a new mailbox. I see some of that as well. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, this is in the Spirit, that you're moving into a greater place, like a bigger place, like a bigger place of, uh, like, that that is going to be an influence to you, but I also saw you growing to a greater place of influence. And I felt like the Lord says that promotion is all over you, and you have outgrown where you presently are. And this is a season that God's going to place you into a new place to grow into. It's like a big fish in a bigger pond is what the Lord is saying. This is a season that the Lord says, I've prompted and you've been obedient. And now this is a season that I release. I believe the Lord says, as you're obedient, Our obedience produces blessings. And I felt like the Lord says you've been obedient. And this is a season that you're going to indulge in the blessings that come from God's mercy and grace and love and goodness. 
but they're a result of your obedience and your partnership. And I heard the Lord say that this is a season that God says you've outgrown the place. It's been a little crampy. And this is a new place where you'll have places to spread your wings, so to speak, and grow and become bigger and fit into a new place is what the Lord is saying. So fill it up, God, and do it in Jesus' name. I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell you that this is a season. Whoa, that God is releasing the rain. Whoa, there it is. God is releasing the rain. They're singing that song right now. Let it rain. I felt like the Lord says that there's been places where you have had this militancy, this desperation, this passion like Elijah. Father, it hasn't rained for a while here. There hasn't been any really good activity here. There hasn't been really good life here or joy here or peace here. But you've been militantly persistent in praying and seeking the Lord. And like Elijah crying out for the rain. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, these signs follow them that believe. Guess what? You went into that droughted place believing for rain and signs, miracles, and wonders followed you there. And I prophesy and declare over you that you're about ready to see signs, miracles, and wonders in the dry places. This is a season that you're going to see signs, miracles, and wonders follow you because you believed. You went to the dry place. You said, God, I ain't going to ignore this dry place. All these places are filled with abundance and are filled with rain. They're flooded with your water and with your presence. Oh, but God over here it's dry and droughted and yes I could easily ignore that it's really not that much but your eyes have been focused on the droughted places and guess what signs miracles and wonders set their eyes there as well and the Lord wanted me to tell you that this is a season that you're going to see the rain open up like never before and pour out upon those droughted places and this is a season that the signs miracles and wonders are going to increase in the dry places says the Lord whoa Fire of God come. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that whatever you've laid upon the altar is going to be touched by the fire. Whatever you've laid at the altar is going to be touched by the fire. You might say, what in the world does that mean? I believe that this is a season that you've laid down some things at the altar and you've lifted up what was like a sacrifice to you, a praise offering to the Lord. God, I thank you for what you haven't even done yet in this area. I thank you, God, for the fire coming, even though I don't see the fire. And you've been having praises that have come from a place of expectation. Oh, but the Lord says that I'm coming in fire. And I saw the fire of God touch the very things that you've laid at the altar. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that this is a season that the fire is going to alter what you've laid at the altar. And the Lord says this is a season of transformation and change that's going to unfold before you. This is a season that the flames touch and alter and transform the things that you've laid at the altar. For you've laid them at the altar and said, Lord, 
looking, I'm looking at you, God, saying, when are you going to move? When are you going to move? And the Lord says, I'm not the prophet of Baal's God. I'm your God, and I'm going to come like I came, like for Elijah, and the fire is going to fall upon those things that you've laid at the altar. And this is a season of alteration. This is a season of transformation. This is a season that whatever you looked at that made you pat cast your head down in sorrow, you're going to look at it again, and you're going to see something different, and you're going to see something new for the fire of God is renewing the fire of God is transforming the fire of God is reforming and the Lord wanted me to tell you that you have looked at those things and your head has been cast in sorrow but they're about ready to be lifted up with great joy for you're going to look at those things again the things that maybe you didn't want to look at because you were afraid but ah, it's just going to look like it used to look ah no 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 no. this season is a season of change a season of shift a season of transformation a season that which you've entertained with your mind you're going to enter in with your feet and the lord wanted me to tell you that this is a season that the things that you looked at that caused you to cash your head in sorrow is a uh, they're gonna change before you and you're gonna lift up a praise for their new look their new look God says this is a season of a new look this is a season of a, a, a makeover in very deep places in your life this is a season where people are gonna be shocked in awe of its transformation just like you will be says the Lord I hope that made sense, but this is a season that you laid it at the altar and you said, God, here. Here, God. And the Lord says, I'm not going to just come as fire. I'm going to come like wind as well. You don't want oxygen to get on the flames. Because <laughs> then it just, the flames get worse. Flames of God are going to get worse for the enemy as the breath of God, whoa, as the breath of God comes as well, coming as fire and I'm coming as wind. I'm coming as fire and I'm coming as wind. I'm coming as fire and I'm coming as wind, says the Lord. For I'm gonna make the flames worse for the enemy, but good for you, better for you, stronger for you, says the Lord. Oh, Come on. There is power. Just worship a little bit. In the name of Jesus. There is power. In the name of Jesus. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every
so this is going to look weird. I need my wife to come up here with me real quick just because she just needs to come up. I just want you, I want you to grab her hand real quick. I just want you to grab her hand real quick. Listen, this might be uncomfortable for both my wife and this lady. I don't know who, what's your name? Hannah, I'm sorry. Come with me. I want you to watch something real quick. Just watch something. I wonder how uncomfortable it was for the disciples to drop everything and follow Jesus, right? But you know what I think is crazy? Jesus took them out of what they were familiar with and transformed them by the unfamiliar. Changed them by what they weren't familiar with. And, and, and honey, what I saw the Lord doing for you, and I just I need to do this one more time. God says, I'm going to make you real familiar with uncomfortability. <laughs> I want you all to stretch your hands this way. Come here, baby. Just stand face me. I want you. I want my wife to lay hands on you as well. I want you to stretch your hands towards this world changer. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that you're going to be brought maybe into some uncomfortable places, but be available because God says it's going to transform you, but God's going to use you to transform the places he takes you. The disciples went to what they went left what they were familiar with and was transformed by the unfamiliar. What did I what do I mean by that? Jesus opened up a whole new world for them that they became familiar with, but at first they were unfamiliar with signs, miracles, and wonders. But they were transformed by it, where they started looking for it. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that this is a season that God is going to take you out of what you're comfortable with, and you're going to have these. And he's even going to take you out of what you're familiar with, Hannah. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that this is a season that you're going to have encounters with God. You're going to have encounters with the unfamiliar things of God. They're, they're, they're familiar in heaven, worshipped and, 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 and thanked by angels. But the Lord says it's going to become, you're going to become familiar with those unfamiliar places. But you've got to be willing to step away from what's comfortable. Get a little uncomfortable in the unfamiliar. And the Lord says, just like it transformed my disciples, the unfamiliar will transform you. But the Lord says, then you're going to look for it. You're going to want it in others. You're going to want it for others. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that this is a season that God is going to familiarize you with things that were unfamiliar. God's going to transform you with the peculiar and unfamiliar things. And the Lord says, I'm going to form in you this familiarity with things that were unfamiliar at first. What is God saying? I'm going to take you into encounters with me that might be uncomfortable, but will be transformative. They'll be fun and they'll be life-changing. And the Lord says it will take you from what you're familiar with and it will expand what you're familiar with. And I felt like the Lord says you're going to operate in great levels of authority and anointing. And the Lord says that you're going to be put into uncomfortable situations just to transform them, just to see a shift. The Lord says, I will take you to unfamiliar places. And the Lord says, I will get you to a place that you're looking for me to do something transformative in the unfamiliar places. But the Lord says, I'm going to do an unfamiliar thing in you, but I'm going to, it's only because I want to familiarize you with it. I want to transform you by it to where you start looking for it everywhere you go. 
God says, I'm breaking ignorance off of you, and you're going to see for the first time, but then many times, but then many times you will see what you see for the first time in this season. And you'll look for it. You'll long for it. And the Lord says, I'm about ready to relocate you. Your scenery is about ready to shift and change from taking you out of what you're comfortable with into what you might not be comfortable with at first. But it's going to be life-changing. You're going to be willing. Watch, you're going to be so thankful that you were willing and available. And I heard the Lord say that there is some things that you're familiar with that are about ready to be transformed and get an upgrade because the things you've longed for but you're not familiar with are about ready to bombard you, your friends that you've been praying for, and for your family. For I heard the Lord say there is some things in your life that you've been so unfamiliar with, or I'm sorry, so familiar with, familiar with pain, your friends familiar with pain, your family familiar with pain of all sorts. But what is unfamiliar is about ready to bombard in their lives, come in their lives, and completely transform their lives. Peace, joy, healing. We're not familiar with those things around here. <laughs> they're going to be, and they're going to be transformed as those unfamiliar things are released from the hand of God to your family. Thank you, Hannah. As I, I was back there, and the Lord just so strongly put this word within my heart that sometimes you, you look at yourself, and you may think others look at yourself, and they see someone that's small, of stature, and you may even feel like sometimes on the inside, you know, what I can do is just not that much or whatever. But the Lord says that I have put a giant within you that you are a giant. And God said he, he is nurturing a giant within you, honey. And that God has given you giant-sized dreams. You're not going to have small dreams. He's giving you giant-sized dreams and giant-sized opportunities. And he'll give you at times giant-sized challenges because he's a, he's a God that loves to do giant-sized things. And God says that I have no longer see yourself as small, no longer see you feel like, well, I can do this or this or this. But God says, now I call you to be a giant. I call Hannah to be something that's greater. There's a giant within you, honey, that's waiting to be unleashed. And God said, I've called you to do that. And you will find yourself in places you never dreamed that you will ever be. And you will find yourself ministering to people and encouraging people and putting giant-sized thoughts and ideas and dreams in their heart that you never thought you could. For God says, I can do anything. And I can do anything. And so I call, I call you this night to begin to dream giant-sized dreams. For they are within you, dear. They are within you. You, don't, you may not see them yet, but say, God, all you have to do is say, God, begin to bring them forth. I want to see them. Hallelujah. 
Pastor Jeff, you good? You got anything on your heart? Stand with me all over the church. So I pray you guys out. Mm. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. I heard the Lord say, sorry, girl. Hannah prayed in the Bible for something, longed for something that she wasn't familiar with. If anything, she was familiar with being barren, unfamiliar with being fruitful. She cries out for a child, and God gives her a child, and his name is Samuel. And I heard the Lord say that you may have been crying out to the Lord, crying out for the things of God. I'm not familiar with being fruitful in this area, God. If anything, I'm familiar with poverty or pain or hurt. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that you're about ready to become familiar with the unfamiliar, and the unfamiliar is going to transform your life, your conditions. For the Lord says, I am giving you, metaphorically now, Samuels. They're going to bless your life and increase and transform your life. Samuel-type blessings to where you will become familiar with God's goodness and power through these manifestations of, again, metaphorically, Samuels. As we pray you guys out, if there's any healing that needs to take place, raise your hand if you need healing in your body of any sort. I need to pray for this. Keep your hands up. If you are close to somebody with your, their hands up, I want you to just gently put your hand on their shoulder. Touch their elbow yeah, if you have to. If you know them, tug their hair. No, just <laughs> I'm just messing. Lay hands on them. And you're just going to pray with me in agreement for healing. God, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that healing would flow in this room. I partner with, in faith with my brother who even prayed earlier for people's stomachs. I pray for stomachs to be healed. I pray right now for anyone who has sharp pain going down their back. I just pray for healing right now in your back. Anyone who has sciatic nerve issues, we just speak life and healing over those areas, over those nerves, and command them to straighten up in Jesus' name. We command every body part to come into what God intended, what God desires. We command every muscle, every ligament, every tendon, every bone, all brain activity, all eyes all, all bodies right now to come in to alignment with God's delight, to come into alignment with God's divine creative desire. We pray that bodies, muscles, ligaments, tendons, backs, heads, ears, all parts, nerves, muscles, that every part of the body right now that might be troubled, troubled would come in right now to God's delight. Come into alignment and come right into God's delight. We command pain to leave right now in Jesus' name. We command sickness to leave because that is not God's delight. We speak God's delight over you, God's peace over you, God's joy over you right now. Depression must go right now in Jesus' name. Anxiety must go right now in Jesus' name. Fear must go right now in Jesus' name. Those who have been having torments while you sleep, we command those torments to cease in Jesus' name. And we just pray for a great night's sleep now, tonight, and every night from here on out in Jesus' name.
We command right now sinuses to open, eyes to clear up and to be healed. We speak life and healing over them right now in Jesus' name. This is what I want you to do real quick. I want you to check it out. If you, like, if you could check out what was troubling you, check it out. And if you're feeling a difference, just wave your hand. There's a hand being waved. There's being a hand being waved. Come on. Anyone else feeling differences in their body, just wave your hand. Check it out if you can. I don't know if you can. Laney back there is waving her hand. Come on. This is so good. Now that there's faith in the room because healing's taking place in the room, let's pray one more time for healing for those who are still waiting for their breakthrough. We speak life right now. We speak healing right now. In Jesus' name, we command those chains that they were singing about the fall, those chains of sickness, those chains of disease, those chains of frustration, those chains of limitation and bondage. God, we command those limitations, those chains to be broken in the name of Jesus. I prophesy over everyone tonight. You're not going to revisit an old dreadful thing. This is a season that you are going to visit new things, prosperous things, beautiful things, peaceful things. So God, release that right now in the name of Jesus. But God, I just bless this room. We thank you for the people in it. And Father, we bless right now Harmony Vineyard. We bless Harvest Renewal. And Father, we thank you right now for what you've done tonight and what you're going to continue to do in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Go back in the worship.